John chapter 12, we have started looking at understanding growth. I'll start sitting down. I might get up later, but I'll start that way. John 12, 24. Praise God. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone, but if it dies, it produces much grain. And then we'll be looking at understanding growth. Amen. And um, I, I kind of feel like this is such an important uh, truth that we all need to arm ourselves with. Uh, the enemy is going to do a lot to get us not understanding um, God's plan for our lives and God's strategy. And um, if you fail in the place of understanding, um, you would have a difficult time. Praise God. And I remember that um, the first thing I said the last time, which was last week, was that growth is not necessarily fun. And I feel like I need to say that to you because, you see, sometimes, many times... Anytime we're not having fun, we interpret it as many times when, when we're having it tough, we interpret it as something is wrong. It's, it's not all the time. In fact, most of the times, nothing is wrong. Praise God. When so far you are doing what God will have you do, Huh? It doesn't mean it's all going to be rosy. Like the tough period is part of the growth process. Don't, don't interpret tough seasons to mean something is wrong with your life. Don't do that. Don't play to the hand of the enemy. That Anyone who is flying can fly because they had the boldness and the confidence to continue on the same direction and contrary to the wind of adversity. Uh, um, Beautiful things come out of ugly. Uh, The butterfly is beautiful, but it didn't start a butterfly. The process of metamorphosis, and it didn't start that beautiful. Are we together, friends? And so, I don't want you to abort a process because you are not having all the fun. Especially a process that is a godly process. Don't. And um, don't think that your process is invalid because it's not looking as glorious as somebody else's experience. If you study that person's experience, you will find out that the stage you are in 
that beautiful thing you are saying was once at the stage you're currently at. And so, beautiful things don't start gigantic. And they don't start beautiful. And, uh, and if you don't name God, if you don't name a thing what God names it, then you, you have caught yourself from the right to benefit from it. If you are growing and then you don't name it as growth and then you name it as problem or troubles, then you wouldn't enjoy the future that God has ordained you to enjoy. Are we together here? So because growth is such a beautiful word, we have an assumption that the experience is always beautiful. Growth is beautiful, the process is not fun. Growing to grow up is not is not fun. And um, everybody knows this, you know, practically. It's just that sometimes we haven't, you know, installed it into our minds as, as truth and fact. Look at our kids, for example. There's a time where we now tell them they have to sleep alone. And then sometimes they start to cry and do all of that. But the reason why we feel they have to sleep alone is because we see that they have now grown and um, we introduce them into a process to validate the growth that we perceive they have. We introduce them into a process that we that 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 we that we that will validate the growth that we already believe they have. And then um, the child cries and all of that, but we still say, "You are sleeping alone." Praise God. You remember the scripture that talks about how there is no temptation that comes to us that is really like greater than us in that sense. That every temptation, God permitted the trial. Why? Because he sees the grace. Now you might not see the grace, but the trial is proof that it has been announced of you that grace has been delivered to you. I tell you. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to, to man. But God is faithful. Uh, no, no, this is not the scripture. This is not the scripture. Where he will not allow us to be tempted beyond. Is that it? All right, put it back. So it means that no trial, there's no trial you are going through that God hasn't seen the grace. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted or to be tried beyond what you are able. So, so tough period or trying period are proof of ability. It's proof of what ability. If it wasn't, if it wasn't a proof of ability... The Lord will not allow it. If the Lord allowed it, it's a proof of ability. Are we together here? And so what is inside of you, God wants, wants to show it to the world. Today, I just want us to have a very fact, truth-filled conversation that will reshape our perspective and um, 
cause us to be victorious. Are we together here? We need to be victorious. We need to practically um, uh, um, show the world the goodness of God, the strength of God, the grace of God that is in us. So growth is not fun. I said growth is the gradual and fullest expression of the things and realities that God has kept in a man. It is the gradual and what? The fullest expression of what God has kept in you. So like, like God is excited when he sees what he puts in you come out. God is watching to see what he put in you. God will never allow you die a weakling. You know why? Because he never made one. So, growth is a must if living will continue. God is not going to leave you not growing because he knows what he put there. And he's after what he put inside you. Come and put your hand in the belly and say, there's great stuff here. <laughs> now, let me read Ephesians chapter 1. I'll start from verse 16. The Bible says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Right? The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. Why did he call me? What the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So there are stuff that God has. He calls them his own inheritance. And he kept it in the saints. And Paul is saying, I'm going to pray for you to see such a big deal that you are. That's what it means when it says the hope of your calling. He says, I'm going to pray that you see how such a big deal that you are. You are such a big deal many times you don't even know it. Like, there are, like God is so interested in you. Now you are trying to, 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 to eat two square or three square meal and trying to parent. Whereas God is seeing stuff away from all that stuff. And it's like, I put something in this guy. May his eye be open to see it. I put something in this guy that can light up a whole generation. I put something in this guy that can, that can, that can solve some of the greatest problems upon the face of the earth. I put something in this guy that will make it obvious. People will see that truly, you know, I'm real. There's something God has put in you. We're not, we're not just here to, to buy cars and to live in houses. We're here to let the world know that God has put stuff in men. Men are a big deal. And so it says that your eyes be open to the hope of the calling. 
Not just to your needs. But why did God call me or what did God put in me? The riches of his inheritance. So, there are things that if God don't see you manifest, God lost. Riches of God's inheritance. They are, and that's why Satan loves you also. That's why Satan wants you. Because he wants to use you to pepper God. Listen, if you, were, if you have no... If you, have, if you have no importance, Satan will not even get to you. Over the weekend, I was in, I was in, um, I was in, um, in, 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 at the Redemption Cup. I had a meeting on Saturday morning, so I went on Friday night. I slept over. And um, around 3 a.m. when I was about waking up, I just saw myself in a car. I just, I was just in the spirit. I was sharing with, with Papa Ayo yesterday. I just saw myself in the, in, in the car. Suddenly, a huge wizard just came to me. Huge one. Very big, crazy man. And I'm so evil. And then he stared at me. And all the evil in he, he, he conjured all his evil to his face. And then we're, we're locked looking at ourselves. And then he wanted me to see how evil he was because he wanted to pluck me out of, out of something. He wanted to just, the plan was to pluck me out. And he looked at me and he was so evil. And he was like, wanted to scare me and make me like drop who I am so that he can do what he will do. And as he did that, I looked at him and said, <laughs> and I beat him. And then he ran away and I just, you know, got, got up. And then I was just saying, Papa, that's such a funny experience. And then he said, what happened was that there was something you needed to do in that meeting. And they knew you were around, and so they came because of that meeting, actually. And I remember, yeah, because we had some, some, some stuff going on in that meeting. But you see, why did Satan come to me? Because he knows that I carry something. That's the point I'm trying to drive out. If I went there to do nothing, it's not going to appear. It appeared because I'm worth it. And so your, your spiritual attacks are proof of your worth. They are, they are not statements of worthlessness. They are actually proof of worth. So you are, you are worth it. Like if you, if, if, you des, if you decide to fail God, Satan will reward you. If you, if you it's, it's a big decision. If you say, God, I'm no more with you, Satan will be grateful to you. And bless you. That's how much of value that you carry. You get the point now? So, friends, you see, I'm not here just to live the normal life everybody's living. I want to live on earth and get to a point where God will, God will say, Zach, you have to come on up now. I'm like, why? Is this, there's really nothing else to do except you want to steal other people's destiny. Oh my God, if there's still time, let's, let's use one or two people's own. <laughs> People have done that in scripture. We've seen apostles say, it's time for me to go, but because of you guys, I'm going to stay. You don't get, they checked their own calendar, they were finished. 
they checked other people's own. They are not finished. He said, can we help them finish their exam? That's what it means. That was what the apostle was saying. He says, it's better for me to go now, but because of you guys, I'm, it's no more profitable for me to stay. The, the, it's now profitable. My staying is for your profits now. I'm no more gaining anything. I'm done. Peter, speaking about himself, said, the Lord had revealed to me that he says, and when I go, some people will come. So it means because I'm here, some people don't have their, they don't bond them well because I'm here. That's a man who has grown into his full. Listen, my, my desire, you see, when I preach like this, I have a desire. My desire is to get to people who are free from just trying to be big boys or big girls and are saying, Father, everything you had in mind before you brought me here, I want to execute. And that will take the process of growth. You know, and the beautiful thing about this teaching today is that I'm not going, I'm not going, to, I'm not going to be theological alone. I'm going to be very practical. And I'm going to tell you some of the dynamics of growth. In fact, sometime this year, I've already finished the whole year, but sometime this year, I'm going to go on a series of teaching and I'll be talking a series of preaching. And what I'll be preaching are soul issues. Soul, S-O-U-L. We need them. Because, you see, there are some things that, that hold us down that be, they don't sound very spiritual. And so we don't give attention to them. And then those things, I'm going to take like eight weeks of preaching. And I'm going to preach you out of all those stuff so that you can step into the confidence and the boldness of destiny. You see, because, because, because the destiny is for the bold, not the pious. You see, you see, destiny will never be grieving you because you are gentle. You have to go take it with all the aggression that, that, that exists. You have to be aggressive about destiny. And then, when I start those teachings, I'll be showing you some points or some places where you need aggression, the holy aggression. Jesus put it this way, KJB put it this way, the kingdom of God suffers violence. I mean, and, and what was the end point? And only the violent will take it by force. So there is some force needed. Now it's not just force in prayer. It's force of posture. Now friends, do you know what it took me, Pastor Zach, to be standing before you? It's force. I tell you the truth. To start out as an independent ministry it's not joke. You might not understand because you are not in my shoes, but it's not joke. To say God called you as a small, you have just a young boy, and you say God called you. You say God called you to what? To do what? <laughs> it takes it takes some some defiant spirit yeah. to say God called you. And you are not in Elisha. You are in Lagos. And you say God called you. And everybody's watching. How are you going to do it? How are you going to fend for yourself? Fend for a wife? Even get a wife? Because all of us, are, all of us love ourselves until a guy tells a girl, God called me to do what he said, to ministry, which uh, ministry and... <laughs> I tell you, some of the ladies who you think like you just said, 
to do what? Ministry. Ah, that's not like ministry. So what are we going to be doing? <laughs> you know I'm telling the truth, you know. A lot of you here have vowed never in your life marry a pastor. It's a vow. You won't say it about... And that's why sometimes I'm angry doing this work because you have vowed that, we, that you will never marry people like us. Thank God for Pastor D that had mercy on us. All right, all right, it's okay. Don't clap for her too much. She said I look like Teletubbies. That's what she said this morning. She called. I thought she wanted to give me a word. I left the house. I said, I just wanted to tell you that you look like Teletubbies. La la. That's the encouraging word I got from the marriage and the home God gave me. So growth is not fun. The process of growth is not fun. It's challenging. It's tough, but it's gracious. Who is saying it's gracious? gracious. Now, growth is fulfilling. Growth is what is, is fulfilling. Why is growth fulfilling? Because, you see, there is nothing as, as beautiful as seeing yourself turn out to who you know you are. That's the fulfillment of growth. Where you are turning out to, where, where you are turning out and then you, you know you are not a contradiction. Listen, you can have, you can be blessed. Let me know it's blessed. You can be able to, you can have money and yet you feel like a contradiction. Because whatever, what you are doing or who you have become is not who you truly are. A lot of us are in that space. But, but growth brings fulfillment. Well, you know, I might not have everything, but you are definite that this is where God will have me be. Now, that's, that's growth. Growth is fulfilling. Jesus got to a point in his own life. He said, he said, he says, you know, I've, I've done everything you have me do. John, John chapter 17 is a privilege. I'm trusting God I can have the way he prayed, the things he said in John chapter 17 is, is so amazing. He says, I've finished everything. I've done everything. Jesus prays for lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. <laughs> the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. Right? And this eternal life that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have glorified you. What do you say? I have brought you to light. I have finished the work. Friends, Jesus said, I have finished the work. A lot of us, the only plans, the only things we want to finish is our house. He says, I have finished the work which you have given me to do. Now, like, how do you live a life where it's now God's turn? Like, what kind of life is that that you are done? Like, you finished before God. You're like, God, I'm done. All right, do your own part. Now, this is some serious living. Say, God, it's your turn now. And listen, you can have this testimony. You will have this testimony. It's your turn. 
Glorify me together with yourself with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours, you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. I have given to them the words which you have given me. They have received them and have known surely that I came forth from you. They have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given. Can you see, can you see exactness of purpose? Direction of prayer. Say, I do not pray for the world. Like, how does Jesus have such a global ministry and simplified it to taking care of 12 people? Like, the ministry was huge. He did a lot of miracles. He spoke to the crowd, but he knew the real work was 12. Because you're going to be doing many things in life, but which one will God judge you by? Do you know those ones? Friends, you know what I sense in my spirit? That as you keep giving yourself to this word, you are going to put your feet on exact places and portions. Like you are going to live a life that is just precise. Bullseye. The enemy has lied that men don't know how to live. But that's not the truth. Now we know how to live. We know what matters. What a beautiful life. When you know what matters, what counts, not what's trending. It says, I've done everything. The only one we lost is the son of perdition, and that's according to prophecy. I always teach it that when, until you know how to simplify life, you can't know how to live life. There is, there is a simplicity that the wisdom of God has to give to you as regards life. So growth is fulfilling, right? Growth is fulfilling. Growth might not be loud. Growth might not be loud. Growth might not trend. Growth might not be applauded by everyone. But growth is fulfilling. I said growth is fulfilling. We're not trying to live the life everybody would applaud. But fulfilling. Can I tell you another one? Growth is a threat. Growth is a threat. Growth growth is a threat. By the time Jacob began to identify what was in the life of Joseph and began to and began to clothe him according to destiny. He became a serious threat. Praise God. He became a what? Serious threat. When Moses was going to be born, he was a threat to the enemy. And the babies lost their lives because Moses was coming. When Jesus was born, Jesus was a threat. Are we together here? Growth is a threat. Do you, do, you, do you want to be a threat? Grow. When you grow, you are a threat. Praise God. 
You are a threat. The enemy will, will come for you. So growth is always a threat. <laughs> one day one of my leaders was speaking to me. I, I shared it before. And he, he laughed and was running around this particular space. He says, if you don't, he said, with, is that Zach, with all that you are doing, if you don't know that Satan hates you, he says, ah, you are so unwise. And he was laughing. Like he was so funny to him, like he was just laughing. Because sometimes we're very naive, we don't even know. Growth is a threat. Like the enemy needs you not to grow. The enemy is excited because if you don't grow, you are not a threat. Why? Because growth, you see, there's a Yoruba adage that says that when, when you're still a child and your hands haven't laid hold on the sword, you will not ask who killed your father. But when you, are, when you can lay hold of the sword, that's growth. Growth makes you lay hold on grace. And um, the enemy knows that when there's grace, it's destroyed. Do you know how, how, how much Satan tried not to get us to grow? If I didn't grow, some of you won't be free. Yesterday, I was doing one deliverance service. I did deliverance service without exaggeration. It took me, without exaggeration, it took me 20 seconds. Yeah. One guy came to meet me. He said, I need to learn how to cast out devils from you. He's an evangelist. He said, he said, he said the way you cast out devils, you're a big ball. He said, the way me, I can, he said, you do mass casting out of devils as if, you need to see me casting out devils. It's, it's, I knew who the Lord, I knew who the Lord wanted to cast out a demon from some, one of the sessions. And when I released the word, the demon began to manifest violently. As they were bringing the demon-possessed person to me, before they got to the altar, the spirit had told me what to say. One word. He said, when she gets near to you, say you are free. As the person got to me, I said you are free. The person increased the manifestation. And they did not hear another word from me. Because I don't respond to demonic manifestation. I respond to the word. I will not, I won't continue. You are free. You are free. You are free. You are free. <laughs> Zach. Nah. If I won't do it arrogantly, I won't do it too. I've told God, God, see, doing this your work. We have to do it with big boy, big boysim. Oh, no, no, no. You are free once. And after the thing went, went, the demon left, the person got calm and, and stood up, filled with the person with the spirit, forgot about it. He was six seconds. The other day, there was someone who was an asthmatic person, but demonic. He was a demon that was causing the asthma. They were praying for the person. I said, you should go and pray first. I can't join you to... Two things, you must get people that will hold the demon possessed person. You hold, hold him. Hold him. <laughs> it's a demon I have business with. I can't be running others. That way. Hey, demon. I'm the mercenary. I'm the, I'm the big boy. You put, if you have power, you will call me. So I'm the big boy. You respect me. Hold, hold the person. I should be casting that demon. Demon should be mistakenly slap me. 
I will slap the person back. <laughs> 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 hey, And then I went, I just, I, I said, that you, I went somewhere, I asked the Lord, what should we do? I asked the Lord, what should we do? I asked the Lord, what should we do? The Lord spoke to me. He says, go get them a circle around the person, pray in tongues that I tell you to stop. When I tell you to stop, say it once, in Jesus' name, leave. So after they had prayed that way, I said, all right, this is what we'll do. Mm. One minute. Pray it towards the Lord, said, it's okay. Say in Jesus' name, leave. Boom. The person was free. The asthma gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years later, I went back. Gone from that time. Gone. You are not there. You are not there. (laughs) Are we together, friends? It's growth. It was not like that before. Before we say fire, let there be fire in the air. Fire! They, they will do the drama. Fire, fire, fire. All of us will run it. Say fire, let there be fire. Where, you come from? Where did you come from? I come from there. I, I must see the mother before I go. What did you do? Tell her. We have passed all that level. Growth. Now, because of growth, we do it easier now. Are my friends here? You know what I see? I see your life coming into an heightened level of ease because of spiritual growth. Just ease. You know, you can step into financial ease, it exists. There is a growth that will happen that you will step into what? Financial is like having money will become one of your easiest things. You can come into marital ease. Marital ease. You just know how to make your marriage work. Like you know how to make your marriage work. But you know, today we're not just talking about spiritual growth, we're talking about growing in life generally. We're talking about stepping into the fullness of what God has deposited in you. Do you think God is speaking to you? Yes, so, so it's it's it's, it's growth is a is a threat. Growth deceive. Some of you did never knew that that growth is of. In our, in, our, in our natural psychology, we have an assumption that growth is celebrated. But no, that's not the only experience of growth. Growth is also offensive. Why? Because as you grow, some things and people lose control. And then, and then, and then your, your growth, can I talk to you? Yes, 
and then your growth is is a is a is a too close is a is an indictment on the lack of growth of others, and it's too close an indictment. You know, if the indictment is far, it would have been far. But when the indictment is too close, it is more painful. That's why growth is offensive. So usually, when you grow, the cycle that you are in sometimes become offended at your growth. Because you, of, because you indict their lack of growth. And that's why when you grow, you are tagged as proud. And then you, grow through the, you go through the challenge of trying to be humble. But you don't really know how. You, you now be overdoing the humility. Because you want to prove that you have not here, you are not proud. I don't know whether I should preach on that congregation. I don't know. Are you with me? When I some years ago I taught on complete transition, and um, we spoke about the challenge Jesus's people had with Jesus. Now, why did others not have that challenge with Jesus? What was the challenge? He went back to his city, to his hometown. And then when he went back to his hometown, the Bible says he went with disciples. Now, in those days, when you have disciples, you are, you, you, are, you, you are Socrates. To have disciples means that you are, you are now a school. An institution. So the man, you know what it means. Those, you know all these ones that you are saying you are my disciple. I will say come for service. You will not come. You know those. This that's not how discipleship was. It's not. The disciple will. He will tell his. He will leave his father. Leave his mother. Tell them bye bye. He will leave and be following the master wherever. It means after the service now, my true disciple, as I leave the church. <laughs> you understand? They will be behind me. Shifu. <laughs> That's how it is. Anywhere we go, we'll lock, lock down the hotel because everybody, I have to get room for everybody. That's what it means to be rabbi. Peter left his family, he left his wife. If you ask Peter, what are you doing now? I'm following Jesus. People resign from, from FIRS. The tax collectors, they resign to be following Jesus. Every, you don't understand. Every day, they wake up with him every time. That's their work. And they have account. They have money. People used to give them offerings and all of that. They have money. That's how they eat. That's how they do everything. So Jesus went back to his hometown. Praise God. And then when he got there, the people... The people were wondering, ah, Jesus. Oh, my dear, no. Hey. <clears throat> Are we together here? He came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as Comstock was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. You are blessed. Amen. You are blessed. 
You are blessed. Nobody can stop it. What's that portion of scripture, please? It's one of my favorite scripture of A prophet is not without one. All right. It went. It went. You are blessed. 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 Nobody would tamper with your destiny. Nobody. Are we together? John 6, chapter, verse what? Mark 6. Oh, yeah, give me the scripture. Is that it? And, went, and he went out from there and came to his own country. His disciples followed him. They followed him. He had become master. All right? Next verse. And when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get his things? What wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? Is this not is this not the carpenter? Is this is this not? So he is a carpenter, but this Manifestation is not carpenter. Are you together? Yes, one day I remember then as a as a as a student in university, I had one woman because she was really way older than all the all the students. She was one of the leaders in the fellowship then and I was the pastor. And then this person, I used to be an amazement to this woman. She even married you know, I think as a student, I used to be an amazement. She served me faithfully, like, where did this boy get this, this guy get his wisdom? Then one day she found out my age. <sighs> she came to me, she said, I'm not happy. <laughs> she said, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not happy. Your age is not making me happy. <laughs> How can you be this age? I too honor you. It was a shock. This was what was happening here. Something like that. Is this not carpenter? The son of Mary. The brother of James. Ah, James. <laughs> Joseph. Judas and Simon. We sabi all of them. I see. Ah. Lydia, all of them. See. And not his sisters here with us. How is he now coming with disciples? And ah. so they were offended at him. This one, eh? I need to prepare you. Sometimes when people are offended at you, you are usually looking for what you did wrong. Because because you have concluded 
that offense is response to wrongdoing. No. When you begin to step into what God has ordained you for, offenses will rise. Don't always think you did, or else you will have mental problems. You, your brain will blow. Because you are looking for Kimoshe, Kimoshe. No, oh, Shikoko. Growth. Growth. Growth is offensive. That's why some people even got offended with you when you got saved. They, they kept inviting you to parties. And then you kept saying no. Why did you why were you saying because you had you had just outgrown? You know, sometimes you outgrow some things. Yeah. Do you know you can get to a point in your life where you are done with gossip? Yes. It's growth. You are just done. Yeah. And then you your your colleagues before. You hear it? They just see that you are they come again. <laughs> last week or last week. They just notice you go and say, ah. So, why? The way they always do this, girl. I always feel as if, I don't know mature. I don't know maturity. I don't know. I'm going to pack your maturity somewhere, Jerry. It's just becoming a snob. Growth. Growth. Even your parents can be offended. Your mother, that anytime she tells you something, that your father did, you say, that, that man, I don't, know, I don't know why you're staying with that man. So, oh, it's because of you I'm staying with. The another day she now comes, growth has happened. Yeah. You now take a different route. Me, my God, that's a fine shot, staying lucky. Me, my God, I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. We must go talk with church, Pastor Zaki, Pastor Zaki. We must go talk. I need to get you prepared. Growth is offensive. The people you used to combine, you used to join, do vote wrong with to fight your husbands. After a while, they just find out that you have a different posture. You have a different posture. So, you are taking, you are letting this man take you for granted. Say, so he's my lord. <laughs> oh, no. There's, we thank God. There's, there's this woman who used to fight her husband. One day she, she approached my wife. He said, ah, this, this honor is getting to the extreme. It's my extreme now. It's, it, it's not like it's not like it's yours. Like it's not like we're sharing the husband. That is how I want to honor my husband. It's growth. Growth is offensive. Don't think that growth is generally applauded. You will soon enter a mental crisis because when the offense comes, you will not be able to understand why why the offenses. Growth is offensive. Why? Because you are, you, are, you are an evidence that somebody is not growing. And that, and that evidence, you are too close. If the evidence was, these guys, they have prophets. They've read about prophets. They believe in prophets. But those prophets they believe in are old prophets. They have died. So we can believe them. But this one, now our guy. Now he do my chair. Ah! Now you do that chair. 
It's not that I even got it right. I just say, we'll be, we'll be guys. <laughs> say, we'll be guys. Ah. Some years later, he now came and said, Isaiah chapter 60, and people come to follow him. People, they follow him. Why did they follow him? Why? Why are they following him? Why? Why are they following him? Why are they following this guy? Why did they not follow me? Okay, they don't even have to follow me, but why are we even following anybody in the world? <laughs> I tell you the truth. I tell you the truth. If you are not offending anyone, you are not stepping into destiny. If you, if you step into destiny, you will offend. I tell you, listen, destiny is offensive. I'm, I'm not going to tell you. If you want everybody to be happy with you, please don't be who God has ordained you to be. If you want everybody to be happy with you, don't be who God has ordained you to be. If you want to be who God has ordained you to be, I tell you, there's going to be offense. And don't always think that there's offense because you did anything. Not all the time. Sometimes there's offense because you are just becoming all that God. You see, and when you are becoming all that God has ordained you to be, you change. You morph. You morph. Friends, your, 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 your desire to be liked by people is not allowing you change into the new nature that can carry destiny. It's change. God commands change. Sometimes the growth happens so you just can't be going for parties again. You don't hate anybody, but you can't travel again. Because before, you used to follow them for all the parties. As somebody said, I will go sleep, we will finish there. But suddenly, something else, something else has taken over your mind. You just can't do those things anymore. You just can't. Some talks don't work with you again. Are you together with me? If you're in the ministry, you can get to a point that just souls are messy. You just want souls. You're just thinking souls. You're, you're not trying to be spiritual. You are just, God has messed you up. Yes, are we together, friend? Yes, now, growth is what is offensive. It's offensive. Why? Because many times, you, he's a carpenter. Listen, if Jesus had remained a carpenter, no problem. No problem. No problem. If he had remained a carpenter, there is no problem. And that's why some, some people, some environment will love you so far you remain in the same place. You see, some people love you because you are failing. Some people love the idea of your smallness. And, and they, they are unable to relate with your growth. And so because, because your smallness validates their own. And it makes their own. They, they don't feel the pain of their crisis. Now, I'm not just talking about, I'm even talking about you. 
there are people you are okay with. It's because they are not doing much. The day they grow, you begin to have issues with them. Now, you need to check. You need to check yourself and be sure that, no, I hope I'm not angry with this guy because, because this guy doesn't have my time anymore. And some people don't have your time anymore because growth has filled their time with other things. He says, is this not carpenter? If the guy had remained a carpenter, if he had remained in the same place, there would be no issue. Are his sisters not here with us? So they were offended at him. And this thing is dangerous. Joseph's brother were offended at him. Do you know that? Yes. They're just offended. He just carried something. He just behaved differently. He just began to have different dreams, different passion. And then there was something about Joseph. Can I preach here? Yes, sir. There was something about Joseph. Oh, my goodness. There was something about Joseph that made it easy for Joseph and Jacob to be close. It was not just because he's last born, but there was a destiny conversation going on with Joseph that Jacob could relate with. Why? Because Jacob is also a man of the promise. He, he got it from, from, from his father Isaac, and he knew that Joseph carried that thing. And so he treated Joseph differently, and that offended the other brothers. And since Joseph was taken out, the brothers recorded that Jacob did not get himself again in life. And that, and, and, and that destiny connection between Joseph and Jacob offended the siblings and led to the killing of rather the, 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 the selling and the betrayals that Joseph went through. Are you together with me? So it's, it's offensive. Huh? They were offended. And the offense will lead to attacks. Huh? Still stay in this scripture. No worry, I'm not going to rush it when I'm done. When the time is up, we'll pick it up another Sunday. Um, February, we're going to start our teaching, building strong churches. Then after that, we would look at spiritual growth and them. I mean, in, in the whole of February, I'm still looking at the best time to do it because I want to have at least two hours for each session of that particular teaching because that teaching is going to shift the whole house to another level by the grace of God. Amen. Are you happy? Yes. Sir. So, so um, growth is offensive and then growth will be attacked. And who will attack growth? It will, it will, growth will be attacked by the devil. Huh? Yes, sir. By what? The devil will attack you. When you're growing, you have attacks. Demonic attacks. Praise God. I've had a lot of that in my lifetime. The ones I'm aware of, the ones the enemy did not, I'm not, the ones God did not allow me, you know, to be aware of, but attacks. I, I get, I go through attacks from the devil. Praise God. Which, which is wizards, principles, all crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. The flesh. Are you with me? Yes, status quo. You get attacked from status quo. Listen. This will, this will liberate you. Listen. There is the, the flesh. or you, you enjoy status quo. 
Yeah, you enjoy. You enjoy it. We enjoy status quo. The reason why a lot of people don't grow into what God, God's plan for them is that they enjoy status quo. But you see, when growth is about to happen, many times it 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 it, it um, dismantles status quo. And sometimes we are loyal to status quo. Yeah. But you see, if you are loyal to status quo, you must trade with destiny. You will trade destiny off if you are loyal to status quo. Do you know, some of you still give time to people who do not speak to the core of your heart anymore. Now, there was a time they did. But they no longer do. Now, it's not, because they're, they're, it's not because they're bad people. They are great people. It's just that the conversation that God is not having with you is on another level. Now, you can't, you can't retain room, am I preaching here, for the former things. Why? Because, because growth happens in fire. And when I talk fire, it, there has to be Intensity. All the times you have amounted to something was because there was intensity around you. There was intensity. And when God pushes you up sometimes, are you together with me? Introduces you, are you with me? Into another level of intensity. If, if, if Joshua and Caleb are going to enter the promised land, then they must engage as Joshua and Caleb. Why? Because they are the two ones who carry that Intensity. Yes. Am I preaching yes. here? Yes. A lot of you are planning to marry someone who, what, what is important to you is not important to the person. Why are you stressing yourself? Like, like what you can die for. The person cannot pay ten error for. What you can die for, it doesn't make any sense. You will be talking to somebody for life. And the person is not really... Con- I, I, I remember one man who was called into the ministry and I wanted to marry one girl. And this girl, her plan in life is to show on television. I went to my friend. I said, you can't marry this one. This one wants to appear on TV. She just wants to show on television as model. She wants to be a model. I said, why, why, are, you, why are you stressing yourself? <clears throat> this one wants to be a model. Runway model. You, you, you say you are a missionary. How did the thing... How did the thing go? You will be crying for souls. She will think you need a psychologist. That you are going through depression. Are we together here? Intensity. Intensity. Praise God. So, when you look at the story of Jesus here, the challenge they had with him was that he had won these battles I'm talking about. He has won the battle of status quo. How do I know? Which carpenter did Jesus continue with? He started with carpenters. But which one? He's either abusing Pharisees or Sadducees. They are seeing the line of his ministry, of his uh, industry. Or disciples that he's speaking to. Or he will wait for Elijah and uh, Moses to come and visit him. Why? Because... Of what God has called him to do. 
Are my friends here? Yes, sir. Are my friends here? If you have, if you have, for, if you have made the decision, for example, to 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 you know take your marriage to another level, there are some people you can't continue engaging with because those, they don't believe in that that you believe. So another thing Jesus was allowed himself to be free from is, and which is the toughest one, is the is the familiar environment. Huh? The familiar environment. If God is going to make you an, if God is going to make you a prophet, He's not going to consult your 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 boss at work that He wants to make you a prophet. He doesn't cons, doesn't consult the people around you. He doesn't even consult your parents. Am I preaching here? He doesn't consult anyone. And so they know Him as carpenter, but He's son of God. Are we together here? Yes, sir. Now, if he needs to get, if he was waiting to get the approval mm. of his co-carpenters to be a son of God, he will never be a son of God. Yes. Go ahead and be who God has ordained you to be. Go ahead and be what? Who God has ordained you to be. Go ahead and be what? Who God has ordained you to be. Step into destiny. Step into the workings of the spirit inside you. Put your feet on it. And you don't have to consult. How the Paul said, he said, I did not confer with what? Flesh and blood. Why? Because flesh and blood always contradicts that thing. Am I preaching here? Because flesh and blood only understands flesh and blood. Flesh and blood only what? Understands flesh and blood. Listen, can I talk to you here? As I'm stepping into destiny, the only people who will join me in destiny is those who God has touched their heart. It takes one to have an encounter with God to join you in your own encounter with God. And so you don't, you, you, it's a waste of time to, to, to change people's mind. And say, God really called me to do this. Because what God has called you to do doesn't make sense to flesh and blood. And so God will touch somebody's heart. If it's necessary. I don't know if you're getting the point here. So, there is great ease that comes with your life. And that's why, even when you want to marry, stop begging people to marry them. Stop. Don't let people feel they did you a favor to marry you. A person who will marry you to fulfill destiny, God will touch the person's heart. And then the person will see you in a way no other person sees you. Why? Because God has taught Because it's a risk to marry you. A risk. A risk. A risk. Big risk. Only the one who God has touched their heart. Listen, it's a risk to follow me except God has touched your heart. God will touch your heart. Are we together here? Yes, sir. Now, the reason why a lot of you don't move at the pace you are meant to move is that you live life apologizing. You are too apologetic. You are too, you are too sorry about your progress. 
You are so sorry. When God says do something, you want to first apologize to the whole world. I'm sorry, oh, I'm sorry. It's not that I'm like that, I'm sorry. <laughs> you are too sorry for progress. Are we still together? Yes, sir. Let's go back to our scripture. So, they were offended at him. Why? Because he did not remain carpenter. And because he did not stay with them. Offended at him. So, you need to create room to understand that the hand of God can come upon that carpenter beside you. Create room. Create room for your friends. Create room for all your friends. Create room for everyone that the hand of God can come upon them. And that when the hand of God comes upon them, be grateful to relate with them. Yeah. Oh, you're not getting the point. Be grateful to God. Don't be that person that someone has to be apologetic around you yeah. to be who God has ordained them to be. No, no, don't be that person. That's a very toxic Atmosphere you are creating. So they were offended at him. Some people might just will be offended that you are praying too much. I'm telling you, you'll be shocked at this stage. You think everybody's happy you are praying too much. So you know they play ball again. Oh, go feed, go play ball. You see, I know I, I just have some parents. And I used to be causes offense. And the reason it causes offense is that God does not send anybody. You see, when God gives you this, it also sends you, you that he gave the destiny. It doesn't send, it doesn't send your family, your father, your mother. It doesn't, he, he. You know how many marriages God has destroyed because the people he gave the destiny did not have wisdom to manage it. I'm telling you the truth. Too. The, the girl touched him, I had a businessman. Suddenly, the hand of God come upon the door and say, I've ordained you to do, 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 nations, and then she found out she has married a missionary. And the guy does not have mentors to help him go through it. And God does not say, and the guy will be going for mission fee, and miracles will be happening. And the have an assumption that because miracle is happening, is doing it well. After the while, the girl will pack a bag and go and marry, uh, uh, what was this guy's name? Ramzinoa. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny carries a force. That's why we only get it in prayers. Carries a force. It's a different communication. It's a different conversation. Different communication. And I'm not only talking ministry. I'm talking everything. I'm talking life. Talking everything that God just puts a reality inside you and the thing begins to shift you. And not his sisters here with us, so they were offended at him. All right? The next verse. Now, he could do no mighty work there. He could do, he could do no mighty work there. Note, note, note it. Note it. Note those atmospheres. Where when you are there, you can't be your God self. Take note of it. Take note of it and don't don't invest time there. That when you, atmosphere that when you get there, you have to, you have to pretend not to be who you are. Take note of it. 
and don't spend much time, time there. there. Yes, it's not your place. Yes, you take note of it. Now, love, oh, love, oh. Mm-hmm. you know, we are condemned to love, yeah. love, oh. but don't don't spend too much time there. It's not your place. He says, except that he laid. Now, imagine if if he stayed there, he won't have the kind of gigantic ministry that he yeah. had. Let's see what he, what he did next. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Even Jesus, as they were marveled at him. He said, was marveled. Okay, ah, move forward, you guys. It was marveled. Ah, unbelievably, it's too bad. But I don't see me finish you. So because I do share for you now, I know if you get calling again. It was, it was marveled. It was marveled at your unbelief. What was the next one? No, in, in the other in the other rendition, he responded, said, he says, a prophet. A prophet. What did they call him? A carpenter. Verse what? Is this the same verse? Verse 4. They called him a carpenter. You know, if it was you, they called a carpenter. You say, and I'm still doing carpentry. Sometimes I still used to do. No, you don't do carpentry. God has called you to other things. You still want to prove to people, no, I'm still a small boy. No, you are not. You are not. Because if you don't call yourself what God calls you, you cannot enjoy the grace of that calling. They called him a carpenter. He says a prophet. So he, he doubled down. Oh yeah, what is offending them, you increase it. You increase the action. Because your brain must touch for you to step into fullness. There must be something must tamper. I'm trying to tamper. There's a wire I want to cut. It will look as if you have explosion, but no worry, nothing will blow. I just want to cut that wire from your brain. There's, there must be a touch. A touch. It won't be loud, though. You won't be making noise. Though. It's inside. A touch. The touch is called confidence in God. The, the touch is called confidence with God. This is a prophet. You need to be confident in who he has called you. Yes, sir. He says, a prophet is not without honor. So what he's saying is that the only place I didn't get honor is with you guys. Except in his own, he's saying, see, I'm honorable. That's what he was saying here. Don't read it in your KJV mind. He was saying, I'm always with honor because I'm a prophet. I'm not a carpenter. How do people accuse you of being a carpenter and you are changing? And you, you went deeper and say, no, I'm a prophet. And I, in fact, people are meant to honor me more than this. But the reason why I'm not getting honor is because I'm a, you know, you know, I don't see me finish. And this is the only place I'm without honor. So how do you deal with the offense of growth? Is to double down on growth. Listen, you have no reason. Are you together with me? Yes, you have no reason to apologize to people who you will not see on the judgment day. You are not going to see them. On judgment day, you are going to see only one person who will ask you, did you come into fullness? You will not be able to look right or look left 
I said, Saji, 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 you are not going to do that. You are going to face him one on one. There will be nobody. You know, you know on earth, if, if you do not do something, can say that uh, I'm the one that caused it. You know it has happened. Maybe you mess up at home. Your brother will come and help you and say, and daddy, it's my fault. I'm the one that sent him somewhere else. In heaven, it's not like that. Because the person that wants to say is to his face his own. So in the end, it will be one-on-one with yes. God. Start practicing it now. Yes, Start practicing one-on-one with God yes. now. And understand that followership is a gift. It's not a must. It's not a must people follow you. God must touch their heart. And if they don't, it's fine. So far you are living in the will yes. of God. So, so it, it is offensive. Don't worry. It's okay. It's okay. Thank you. I'm grateful. Are you here? Yes, sir. All right. Let me just say one more thing and um, we can't finish it today. Glory to Jesus. But guess what? Growth is rewarding. It's rewarding. It's rewarding. God will say continue on the path of growth. You know why? Because even those who attack, who are offended, your growth will save them. They need you to grow. Joseph's brothers needed Joseph. You know, the, you know, do you know the Israelites had beef with Moses? They had beef with Moses. They had beef with Moses. Serious beef. Even though Moses was for them. Yes, sir. You remember the other day, Moses killed an Egyptian. This is, this is Pharaoh's son. He killed an Egyptian. You would have an assumption that if he had killed an Egyptian for them, he would be an hero. No, it's not a hero. It's a how can he has this level of greatness? Why is he not a slave with us? That was the issue they had with Moses. So the next time he was speaking to two Hebrews and trying to advise them that brothers, let's not do this. He said, So to fact power, I know I'll be What was the offense? His destiny. He, he had a role they thought this too much. For one person. So they were offended and they were going to put their brother in crisis. Who risked everything for them? And then the man had to run away. But he kept on. He kept on growing. And guess what? He came back to save everyone. If you stop growing, you will be the reason why everybody is destroyed. You will be the reason. So just know that those who are fighting you or attacking you, are you those who are offended, 
the toughness, everything, know that it's all, it's all going to be very rewarding. Yes. Everybody will be glad yes. that you listened only yes. to God. Everybody will be glad. Everybody will be glad. And eventually, if you don't do it rightly, it, those you, you reduce your life because of them will come and say you are a fool. Yes. If you do what you are a fool. So be dogged. Yeah. When it gets tough, continue. I know that the Lord is on my side. Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd. Yes. Are you together with yes, me? Sir. Sometimes when it feels lonely, know that it's not lonely. Yes. That greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you're ever going to fulfill destiny or if you're ever going to amount to anything great, this message is important. Because this will happen to you. This has happened to everyone. Are we together, friends? And so you must believe that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God is on my side. With him, I can pass through troops. With him, I will leap over the wall. You must remind yourself who you are in Christ Jesus. Rehearse your prophecies. You are not here to be happy. You are here to fulfill what was written over you. You are not even, if it was about your happiness, you won't go on this path. If, you are, if it was about your happiness, you wouldn't do this. You also have resigned from being happy yes. to being obedient. Yes, sir. So it's just a matter of time. Your life will reward everyone. Yes. Are you together with yes, me? Sir. Come on, you're going to get up on your feet, but you're going to get on your feet thanking God for his calling over your life. Jesus. For counting you worthy. Thank you. Come on, can we lift our hands up and say, Father, thank you for counting me worthy. Thank him, thank him, thank him, thank him for the hope of, for the calling he has, he has, he has, he has ordained you for. Thank you for his riches that is in you. Come on, thank God for the riches in you. Thank God for life, for the riches. Thank God because your destiny was peculiarly and particularly chosen. You were crafted for an exact task. You were crafted to represent God in an exact and a definite way. Thank you. Thank you. Ila katolo boko tolo dosi. Aradila basha tolo baya. Come on, let heaven hear your voice. 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 Aradobo shekoto no mosika bababa. Who called me? He was Yahweh who chose me. He was Yahweh who gave me. He was Yahweh who said yes and amen. 
confidence in the calling. Have confidence. The calling will make everything right. Have confidence in it. And like I say, simplify your life. Make it simple. Don't complicate it. If you are married, make sure that your home is fine. Fight to get your home right. You need that stability. For your growth to be progressive. Fight for that one. Don't leave that one and go and grow elsewhere. It will bring everything down. Are you with me, friends? 
I see you ending fulfilled. I see it. I see it. As you're putting your priorities right, I see you ending fulfilled. And I see you, I see your hands on the neck of your enemies. The enemy is not bringing you down. Sorrow, depression, none of that is bringing you down. You are going to lead a rewarding life. Your life will end up surprising you yourself. Surprise you. I call you blessed. And I love you so much. God bless you.